This is R.J. Allen, and you're listening to Rough Drafts. This is the podcast where you can get a sneak peek at early versions of my novels before they're published. For more information, go to rjallen.com. That's R-J-A-L-A-N dot com. Season 1, Episode 19. The Seekers Series, Book 1, Fragments. Chapter 9, Part 4. At the house, Lars grabbed a cookie jar and absconded with a handful of molasses cookies, his favorite. He raised an eyebrow at Leif. Want one? You take a fistful and offer me one. Nice. Mom walked to Leif and hugged him, then pulled back, holding him in place. Lars broke the silence. Leif has an idea. He wants to work with us as a freelancer, get himself a little elbow room. Leif sat at the kitchen island. The dwindling cookie spread before him. I can bring in work for the mill. Profitable work. Negotiated work we don't have to bid. Okay. Mom climbed on a bar stool, her sandaled feet dangling. That would be helpful, but who will replace you in project management? Dad seems to think he can do a better job. He bit off a large chunk like he thought Dad had bitten off more than he could chew this time, then swallowed it down fast. Let him prove it. That's his problem now. She puckered her mouth and shot Leif a look. Sorry. Leif winced, ducked his head, and used a thumb to scoop up crumbs he'd spread on the butcher block. But he'll have to deal with that. I'm done. So, how do you propose we do this? He gestured with the rest of his cookie. I could draw the same salary I have, but against commissions. I'll do everything. Sales, engineering, and project management. I'll even handle installation and client satisfaction. I can do it for a 15% commission. All the mill has to do is produce the product. Leif lined out his mental arithmetic. Lars shifted. If his brother was right, a commission at that level represented a major windfall for Leif, but was still a profitable proposition for the company. I'll talk to your dad. So it's a plan then? Leif arched his brows almost like those puppy dog eyes they often used on her. Okay. She laughed and ruffled his hair. While his brother jumped up and hugged her, Lars broke into a grin and slapped Leif's shoulder. Glad we won't be losing you. Lars sat, slipping the last cookie from the jar. He was about to toss it in his mouth and then stopped, looking at it before handing it to Leif, who took it without acknowledgement and ate it in one bite, 
his eyes far away with his own plans. Lars felt his grin fading along with the momentary glee. A sense of having forgotten something, or to be more accurate, of having overlooked something nagged at him. He pushed the feeling aside, refusing to lose the joy of the moment. Someone was banging on the door, loudly. Leda swung feet out of bed, fumbling in the dark for slippers, then snatching up the candle from the nightstand. Where were those matches? Candle lit, she grabbed her robe and wrapped it tightly, then tucked the covers around the man-shaped bundle of sheets she had placed next to her in the bed, adjusting the frayed white wig on the pillow. Does that look like a sleeping man? She certainly hoped so. Her life may depend upon it. The pounding came again, louder, the windows rattling with the force. Bureau of Peace, open or we'll knock it down. She unbolted the deadbolt, but left the safety chain in place, peering out. What is the meaning of this? Waking a respectable woman in her lodgings? And at such an hour? A man in bureau uniform stuck his thick red face into the crack, trying to peek through. I'm here to search the room. You most certainly will not. How do I know you're really an officer? Show me your identification, please. The face turned a deeper shade of red. With a growl, the man stepped back a pace and stuck his chest towards the door, tapping a bright brass shield on his chest. Here's my badge. Now open up. Last chance or I'll kick it down. I believe you need a warrant for that, don't you? Another voice. This one calm smooth and unhurried. You were looking for this? A black-gloved hand appeared, unfurling a warrant. Behind it stood a young man in black robes of office. Lita's stomach churned at the sight of the robes and of the tiny red welt on his neck. Her hands fumbled with the chain and it took three tries to release it. She stepped back and stumbled when her legs hit a chair. She pulled the robe tighter against a sudden shiver, but it didn't help. The shiver wasn't from the cold. The beat cop barged into the room and straight to the bed. And what's this? he said grabbing the covers and ripping them from the mattress. Professor Rule sat up in bed and snatched the sheet back from the cop's hand, placing it over his legs like a carriage blanket, covering bare feet sticking from nightshirt. What exactly do you think you're doing, officer? The effrontery. Give me your badge number. 
The uniformed cop ignored him and stomped around the room, emptying briefcase and bag, dumping contents on the floor. The black-robed man stalked into the room. He is doing exactly as he's been instructed, Professor, under the authority of the order. It is you will answer the questions. And don't attempt prevarication. You've been under surveillance, and we are aware of all your movements. All I need from you is the answer why. For what purpose have you repeatedly snuck here and at such an hour? Professor Rule looked at the man from beneath lowered brows. If your parents failed to explain such things to you at an appropriate age, I believe it to be outside my purview to do so. Now the face above the collar of the robes reddened, matching that of his sidekick. He pointed to the bed. Sit. Be still while I collect the evidence. Rule grabbed Leda by the hand as she scampered to sit beside him, furthest from the men. She did her best to feign helpless female hysteria. It wasn't easy, never having experienced it herself, but years of studying co-eds at the academy had given her ample time observing those who did. Apparently her performance was acceptable as the two men ignored her and focused instead on rule. The robed man snatched up the papers the uniformed cop had kicked around the floor assembling them in an untidy stack and moving to the desk. He pointed at the desk drawers. Check them. Look for hidden compartments. Look underneath every stick of furniture. The cop drew himself up. I know how to toss a room. And he began to disassemble the furniture. The order man spread the papers on the desktop and spent a few minutes slipping through them before slapping them down, causing the old wooden desk to creak as if ready to collapse. What is this? Code? He moved to stand before rule, papers wadded in his fist. What does all of this mean? Rule gave him a patiently confused look. It means I failed to get my papers graded last night. Distractions, you know. He gave Lita a sidelong look. She reached behind him and poked his rib with a sharp nail, a warning hiss under her breath. He was going to pay for that one. A mission is a mission, but there are limits. The black-gloved hand snatched up the papers. We'll be taking these, and when our crypto guys get done with them, perhaps you'll wish you were more cooperative. My students will be disappointed. Please hurry back with them. The cop had finished breaking the desk and moved to the bed giving Rule a backhanded slap. Have some respect. 
Where you're going, you'll need to watch your mouth. Rule touched his lip, pulling away a bloodied finger, which he regarded with a look of mild surprise. Leda had been controlling the slow burn in her gizzard, but at this last, the burn boiled over and she lost hold of it. She snapped erect, toe to toe with the cop, hand on one hip and lecturing finger in his face. He'll be going nowhere, and you'd know this if you were competent. You have no evidence upon which to arrest him. The cop pushed her back onto the bed, stepping in close, looming over her. Who says we need any? Lots of people disappear. You can be next. She struggled to stand, but he kept a knee on her thigh, unbalancing her. The helplessness of her position gave her another hot rush, feeling as if heat was radiating from her narrowed eyes. She wanted to give him a swift kick, but barely stopped the impulse. Young man, if you think you can disappear a luminary of the academy, you are sadly mistaken. We aren't the helpless day laborers you are accustomed to bullying. We know people, and we know how to fight back. The robed man put a hand before the cop's chest and used it like a spatula to separate him from Leda. Plenty of time for all this later, officer. For now we'll take the evidence and process it. He gave Leda a dark look. Then we'll be back with the leg irons. He pointed the roll of papers at Rule. Don't even think of running. I'll know where you are within minutes. Rule gave him a baffled, innocent look. Run why? I need to wait here so you know where to return my papers. The cop curled his lip, but let the order man herd him from the room. Rule followed, watching through the cracked door before closing and double locking it. He then propped a straight chair against the door handle for good measure. When he turned, Leda gave him her best daggers. What? he said, hands raised in innocence. You know very well what. Bad enough I should destroy my reputation on your behalf. You needn't take advantage. Rule's little boy grin faded. I am sorry, Leda. I admit, I've let myself go a bit. But how to resist? That was so much fun. It so reminds me of the good old days. Fun? And a night on the rack is what to you? A jolly time? Perhaps you forget all our companions who've sacrificed all in those glorious old days of yours. Now his grin was totally gone, an abashed look taking over. No, Leda, you know I have not. Pardon me. 
She focused on the tight muscles of her neck and back, breathing out slowly as she forced them to unclench. At least you got here in time. Only thanks to you, my dear. You were magnificent. A light knock came from the closet, and Rule leaned down to open the hatch. Philip's broad face was outlined against the dark below. Is all good? Behind him, Curtis's worried face was barely visible in the wash of light from the candle. Rule gave Philip a hand up. For now, yes. But it was the same order man you neutralized before. He is on a mission to exact his revenge. So we'll be back. We have planned to end this thing. Leda watched as Rule gave Philip his familiar, reassuring nod. She'd seen that nod so very many times. She was not reassured. <laughs>